Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the unofficial WBO podcast. We haven't been around for quite a few weeks, but now we're back. This is episode number six, and this is part two of our guide to the WBO, long-awaited guide, and this time we're talking competitive Beyblading. Today with me, we've got our guest speaker for the day, uh, well, one of our guest speakers, uh, and this is Dark Mousy. Hello, everybody. How are you? <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, uh, Dark Mousy has actually been to a tournament in the past uh, past se- uh, two. two weeks. Yeah. And um, go tell them how you did. Well, I actually won it. I went seven two overall. Went undefeated into the final in the finals. Um, used Gimbal Dragoon F two thirty um CF the orange F two thirty of course. And that thing is just absolutely amazing, the BB-10 meta. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to make a combo, go go learn from this guy. Yeah. It, that was also added to the tier list this past week, which was updated. There we go. There we go. And it's been... in the process of being updated a little bit more. Just throwing that out there for everybody. Okay. So tier list has now been updated. And also, Dark Mousy's now been made an advanced member. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir, that is correct. An advanced member, tournament organizer. Wow, you can't really get much further than that. Well, next thing up next thing up is committee member. (laughs) Dark Housing Committee 2014. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, um, before we get onto the guide, we've got not really much news, but we do have some. Um, this whole WBO Idol thing is still going on, still going on. They said that the deadline was ages ago, but WBO Idol, um, the singing competition has been extended to the 31st of August, which gives everybody another 20 you mean days. You, 31st, said I think, you said the 31st of August. Did I say August? I'm pretty sure. uh, either way, October, 31st of October. Um, so that gives everybody plenty of time to do what they want. And... Uh, yeah, there's not really much else in terms of Beyblade news. However, uh, going away from Beyblade at the moment, uh, guess what, everybody? Pokemon X and Y comes out tomorrow. And guess who's already got it? <laughs> yeah, myself. Yes, I am a great po- uh, Pokemon fan, and I have got Pokemon Y at the moment. So check good out one. the thread about details for that. And uh, yeah, it is pretty good so far out of the 20 minutes I've played today (laughs) but yeah anyway uh, off from Beyblade and back to no no off from Pokemon back to Beyblade the competition uh, standards and everything so right now we're looking at the standard rules which indicates that we're talking about Metal Fight Beyblade so this is everything from I think it's 2009 onwards so MFB Beyblades and also Metal, uh, so Metal Fusion, Metal Masters, Metal Fury, and Shogun Steel for the Americans and other Westerners out there, and also Metal Fight Beyblade Explo- um, One Explosion. Uh, I believe after that came 4D and 0G. So that's all that stuff, and this is dealt by these set of rules. If you're looking for plastic and HMS rules, we will not be covering that today, but that is on the WBO. Um, and the link will be uh, down below. Anyway, on to the Bay Battles. So, as every, most people should know, Bay Battles are divided into rounds. They're usually three rounds, but 
if you win two rounds and uh, your opponent has won one round or zero rounds, then you've won. Unless uh, he comes back and you guys are at two, two. I think it's best out of three in most cases. It's best three out of five. Oh, oh, out of five. Yes. Oh, oh, apparently it says in the rules, to win a bay battle, the blader must win three individual rounds, according to the right. rules. Yeah. So it can take as many rounds. You just need to win three individual rounds, apparently. Right. Sounds good. So, the conditions for winning a round. There's only two. Outspinning the opposing Beyblade, or having the opposing Beyblade exit the base stadium. What kind of situations would you find yourself in when that happens? What do you think, Doc? Um, if you're going to OS something, outspend something, it's going to probably be a stamina versus stamina match, or stamina versus defense or something, because you don't see attack types other than something like Phantom, 85, MF, OS stuff. Then you're going to yeah. have attack types generally that knock stuff out of the arena. But one thing you didn't really touch on was explosions. Like, if you knock the Beyblade apart, even oh, if you yeah. still... That, that, that's another thing. I think that might be coming up later. But, yeah, that's correct. Another way for winning a round, or I think it's winning a whole match, actually. If you manage it, to cause your opponent's Beyblade to come apart, like actually come exactly to go to pieces, I believe if you... you the parts where it's not compa- it's not usable anymore, then you win the match. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Oh, it says here, the opposing Beyblade breaking ends the Bay battle and affords you an automatic win for the Bay battle. However, in the rare case, if both Beyblades are found to have broken at the same time, both bladers may choose new Beyblades and the Bay battle will be reset. The opposing Beyblade separating ends the round and affords you an automatic win for that round. So basically what happens is if your opponent's Beyblade has actually broken, like a part has actually broken, plastic fallen apart or the metal wheel has got cracked, then you automatically win. However, if your opponent's Beyblade comes apart, as in the face bottles come loose and then all the parts separate but they're all perfectly fine, but then that just ends the round and gets you a win for that round doesn't mean that you've won the whole match just to clear that up because that is something that most people get a bit confused on okay uh next last thing with winning stuff is the penalty conditions there's not really much to this but you are awarded a penalty if a blader touches any of the beyblades while they're spinning or if they touch the base stadium during an active round if you do then your opponent automatically gets a win for that round. Okay, and another more important thing is if you touch the base stadium during or prior, that means before, an active round, then the round immediately ends and your opponent wins the round. Because it is your responsibility to position yourself correctly on the side that you want to be on. And then you need to divide the stadium into half and that's where, um, that's where you need to situate yourself. And remember, if you shoot too early or too late, then it immediately ends and the, your opponent wins the round. Can you tell us any more on shooting too early or too late? I mean, how, how does it work in your area? Because almost everyone goes 3 to one go shoot or let it rip. Can you explain when is the most ideal moment to shoot? The way I was taught, you always launch on the last end of rip or shoot. But like in North Carolina, we learned this from Arpeo actually in Maryland, 
we actually um go three two one let it rip and we actually have our finger up and then when we say rip we pull it down signal they can launch or whatever okay and we actually go we go on cadence so they can you know get familiar with it because that's what all of our judges do all right okay that's good so the next thing um after winning conditions is what do you want to do before the match? You need to select your Beyblade and your launcher. Now there's a lot of serious stuff about this because there's a common technique that people use, which is called deception. Have you <laughs> ever encountered? Have you? <laughs> I've I've encountered deception a lot of the time. There's some guy in London who does it a lot. So annoying. How about you, Dot? Have you I'll encountered deception, or do you do it yourself? I do it myself. I'm uh... I'm. A as anybody else. <laughs> I got a story, especially with Kay from Toronto. I met him while I was at Anime North this past year. And he actually had an LR launcher that had um, white for the left and right. Like, he modified it with the Hasbro launcher that had um, the right prongs were, were um, white instead of black. Oh, so, what? And it's perfectly legal to do that. Because, you know, I was like, I was like, Kay, is that legal? And he pulled up the rules and showed where, you know, you could modify your launcher like that because it didn't change anything about it, just the color. So that, uh, that was... So, so he literally just changed the color? Yes. But oh, it looked, right. you couldn't tell what spin direction it was. That's fair enough. <laughs> Actually, that's a good thing. I might, I might, I might try that someday. See? <laughs> it's not illegal to color your launcher, so if you color both of them white, then the person will think you're in left spin all the time. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Mysterious. Anyway, on to uh, choosing your Beyblade. Remember that uh, you are allowed to choose a Beyblade, but sometimes hosts or judges like to give you a somewhat time limit so that you don't dawdle until you, get, uh, until you choose. And your Beyblade is considered undecided until it is actually on the launcher. When it's on the launcher, that is it. You're committed. You're not allowed to change it. Uh, and it must be used for all of the rounds for that battle. Um, another thing is, is that if you're trying to put a right spin Beyblade onto a left spin launcher, that also doesn't work. Simply because nope. one, not allowed. Second thing, how the hell are you supposed to fit it on anyway? <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. Anyway, there's also another thing where if there's a Beyblade that requires, that can be changed, like mode changes, for example, um, gravity, gra um, gravity, or uh, Lightning El Drago, uh, well, Gravity Perseus or Gravity Destroyer, depends on how you look at it. So Lightning El Drago, Meteor El Drago, all of them El Dragos. Thing is, is that it is illegal to change the mode of those kind of parts that require disassembly. Uh, during the whole bay battle. You must have changed it before the battle. Things like TH-170, where you can just turn apart, change the height, that kind of thing, that is allowed. You can change it as many times as you want uh, during a single bay battle. So you must change it before the round, then play it, then you can change after that round and for the next round, and so on. And another thing is, is that the blader is actually allowed to select a different launcher unless they've already attached the Beyblade or inserted a winder. So the thing is, is that if you really wanted to, you could switch from a Bay Launcher LR to a normal Bay Launcher right spin, 
or to a left uh, light launcher, it doesn't really matter. As long as it's the correct launcher, you can use any you want throughout the whole bay battle. It's really strange, true. but that is true. I didn't know that myself. On to the bay launcher LR. Remember, everyone, that it must be used with its cap. You're not allowed to use it without its cap, because firstly, it doesn't work. Secondly, not allowed. Um, <laughs> and spin direction can be changed, for example, with gravity, uh, Perseus, or destroyer. Um, it can be changed, so between rounds you can change with spin direction. However, it may not be changed if the Beyblade's already attached. Okay, now on to some more exciting stuff. Uh, there's also the rev up launcher. <laughs> do you do you own a rev up launcher? Because I don't. No, no, absolutely not. No, I I don't know. I've always preferred the normal bay launchers, string launchers, or whatever they're called. However, I... the the rev up launcher has been proven to you know give faster revs, like more rotations. Apparently, it's just so hard to get it revved up, especially yeah. with the time and everything. And at the first tournament I ever hosted, a kid was using a rev-up launcher, and he was battling me towards the finals. And my Beyblade launched into the stadium like normal, because I was using a um, Hasbro string launcher, and yeah. his just spinning on the launcher. Like, he he let it go, and it just spun for, like, oh. a second. Okay. And they had he got mad that he lost that battle, but... Hey, yeah, that's there, there you go. I mean, that's another thing with the Red Launcher. It's not very reliable. So anyway, um, the rules regarding it is that it must be used either in the same method as with the Bay Launcher, so the same way as a Bay Launcher is used, or with its proper use by revving it up. And to rev it up, the only way you're allowed to do it is by during revving up during the countdown. Once they've started saying three, you may start revving. And then when shoot or rip are said, then you're allowed to release it and let the baby leg go. So yeah, rev up launcher. Uh, I hate those things because I, I can't really use one myself. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on to shooting. Not shooting with a gun. Shooting your Beyblade should really be called. Should really be called releasing your Beyblade because shooting sounds a bit violent. Anyway, um, for shooting. Bladers must be kneeling on the floor. You may not stand up. You must be kneeling on the floor, adjacent from each other, so opposite each other on the um, at the base stadium. Hey, and can we stop? Just a second. Yeah, sure. Can we edit that part out? I had a coworker come in. Of course. Don't worry about it. Right. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um. Okay. Back on now. Uh. So, where was I? Oh yeah, so people must be opposite each other. However, there is a there is a situation where you're allowed. I mean, instruction manuals say you're not allowed to do this. Instruction manuals always have the warning sign saying never play Beyblade on a table. However, the rules state you are allowed to play on the table. I mean, our rules, the WBO rules. So if there's some under circumstance that it is placed on the table, then bladers must stand adjacent to each other. That's, That's how your, we play in North Carolina, that, actually. We play on tables. You play on tables? Yeah. <laughs> we we have a really nice game store in oh, our capital. That sounds awesome. And they, and they, you know, they let us free of charge. They let us host Beyblade tournaments every month. That is and they ridiculous. do advertising for us on Facebook and what? some other. That is that is awesome. I mean, there's no Beybladers. Well, there's one Beyblade in my town, but when we're in London. We just go to a park and we literally just play on the floor. 
It I is, hate pollen. It's disgraceful. It, it in the winter and in autumn it, and in spring, it's just cold as heck. It's just ridiculously cold. So that's why people don't go to London for Beyblade tournaments. It's just it's not the nicest thing. However, if you do live in London, by all means, go. But just don't come and visit and play Beyblade only because you came to London. I was actually thing. thinking of going to London just to play Beyblade, actually. Really? I don't think it's really worth it. It is so cold. Unless you bring a lot of warm clothing, should be fine. There is... <laughs> I would really like to get... Like to see London tournaments indoors. Because I've never had it indoors. They have done it in the past, but just not when I've joined. I've always done it in parks. It's so annoying. Anyway. Back to shooting. Remember, each blader is only allowed half of the space of the base, uh, uh, base stadium. Yeah, stadium. While preparing to launch and while launching, so the limit should be parallel for both bladers. I don't think most people really notice that, but that is part of the rule. So be careful. Do not shoot into your opposite, into your opponent's side. Well, actually, actually, there's a very there is a you just thing can't be on their side of the stadium. Wherever your Beyblade yeah. lands, fine. Yeah. Like, I can't be holding my launcher like right above your hands or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't launch directly on top of their launcher because that's just not cool. <laughs> However, there is a technique where you can somewhat aim onto their Beyblade. So you literally just m release it just second, like less than a second after theirs. It's a it's an awesome technique called gatiaki, which really is effective if you're using certain types of Beyblades. I believe in chat plastic donation you had to use um, compacts or something. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, compacts were good for that because compacts were small and heavy. Yeah, and small and heavy, exactly. So that was the reason why they were used. But yeah, I mean you can do that in MFB. It's just not as effective as it used to be. But using heavy combos and using gatiaki pretty good i actually want to match with gatiaki before yeah same i mean gatiaki does work but usually it happens to me by accident not that i actually aim i sometimes i try but it just never works but yeah anyway remember to keep your shooter or your launcher no further than 30 centimeters away from the base stadium if you launch it too high that's not cool because you're probably going to wreck the stadium but yeah, it's just common sense, really. And if you're using a winder or ripcord launcher, uh, a legal launch consists of the winder being pulled out of the shooter rather than pushed in. I mean, this is common sense. If you really want to use your Beyblade, you pull the ripcord out of the launcher. You don't push your ripcord in and launch it <laughs> that way. That's just, just not right. It just doesn't work. Some people... Some people do that because they saw in the original plastic generation, like one of the first episodes, it saw Max actually do that to put Drasil on left spin against Kai. Oh so yeah, that's where I, I do. Yeah. However, that doesn't quite work. It doesn't it doesn't work in real life? I'm sorry. <laughs> so don't do it. It's also against the rules. So there we go. And remember, as usual, when people say three, two, one, go shoot, or three, two, one, let it rip. For the launch to be legal, Beyblade must be launched as the word shoot is called. Or on rip. Okay, so that was all the basic stuff. Um, and now there's all of these extra rules and restrictions. But we can go through that quite quickly. 
General rules, only official Takara slash Takara Tomi, Hasbro and Sonicong Beyblades are allowed. You may not use any bootleg things, you may not use any TT things, or T TT Hongli I mean, or any Rapidity, whatever those things that they sell on eBay. I've got two fake Beyblades here with me right now actually. You can tell they're fake. You can really tell they're fake, they just look so bad. But yeah, only, le only real Beyblades are allowed. Please. And also, for the standard format, as I say, oh, August 2008 is when MFB started. So only Beyblades from August 2008 are allowed. So no plastics, no HMS, none of the other random stuff that they have. And that's it. And as for stadiums, only three types of stadiums are allowed for standard format. Attack type, balance type, and triple battle type base stadiums. So that's BB10, and I can't remember the other two, but BB10 is the most used ones. This is completely different for Zero-G. Zero-G uses the Zero-G attack stadium and the defense stadium and the stamina stadium, I think. I don't know. I don't have much experience with Zero-G. I've only been it's to one tournament. Stadium. There's no stamina stadium. Oh, okay. Then it's just attack and defense. My bad. Yeah, there's The balance stadium is the third stadium, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Then there's a the balance stadium rather than stamina. But yeah, but those are for Zero-G. That's a completely different format. We'll not be covering that today, but there should be a link for it somewhere out there. Zero-G is very similar. It's just the way to win is slightly different. So we may cover that later, maybe not. Anyway, to clarify some things, in play and out of play, these are two terms. Can you can you define those? Um... Out of play is anything that's not in the stadium. Or once it's touched outside the stadium, in play is everything in the stadium or above the stadium. Because I've actually seen entire matches happen in midair. Then one of them fell on the ground. <laughs> Fair enough. That's cool. Gotta love those New York attack types. Yeah. We had some New Yorkers come down to a North Carolina event way back when. And they, they used the... Um, trip the super attack base stadium when it was still illegal so we ha we saw some crazy ba um, attack battles in there i actually have them on my youtube channel i think everybody go check out uh dot mousy's youtube channel we'll put a link for that in the description hey look advertising even though we <laughs> said we would never do advertising i'm sorry i'm sorry akio wherever you are in district nine <laughs> i swear to god i'll never advertise again <laughs> anyway so, in play and out of play. Out of play are basically Beyblades that are no longer spinning. Uh, and no longer spinning means that it can no longer rotate a full revolution. If it still can rotate a full revolution, that is still considered in play or still spinning. But once it can't complete a full revolution, then it's no longer spinning. And that is out of play and the Bay Battle ends. Also out of play is when it's considered knocked out, when it is actually out of the play area. Yeah. When it exits the play area, that is when it's that's when it's out of play. But not when it touches the floor or ground outside of the base stadium. The moment that it actually exits the base stadium, that's when it's considered out of play. Um, and some base stadiums have that strange feature where things can still spin outside of the playing area that they've become trapped in. For example, like the penalty pockets or something like that. Sometimes they have that. Or maybe even when it's still spinning on the ridge. 
but as long as it can return to the playing area of the base stadium by, its, by itself, it's still considered in play. But if it's not past the edge where it cannot return to the playing area, so that's the main stadium area, it's considered out of play. So that's kind of strange, but that's the way it is. Indeed. And another thing is, if both Beyblades stop spinning at the same time, so bo both stop producing one revolution at the same time, it's a draw. Or if you cannot determine whether they have uh, completed full revolution, it's also a draw. If you can't tell, it's a draw. We actually had a problem with that at the last tournament. We had a match that had like eight ties. Eight ties, man, that sucks. It's supposed to take ages. The current, the North Carolina record for most ties in one match is 15. Whoa. Yeah, London can't compete. I think most we've had is about seven, seven ties. Yeah, it was like it was somebody using a um, Meteo El Drago EWD combo, so that thing would just get it would come down to like the last second. That match took 25 minutes. Wow, that's mad. That's at least we were indoors. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Last thing about that: once a Beyblade is considered out of play, it cannot become in play again. Common sense. Uh, another two things: there are clauses that people are allowed to use: the stalling clause and the reshoot clause. Just a quick overview of the stalling clause: if it's clear that both bladers are waiting for their opponent to choose their Beyblade and launcher, then both bladers once the stalling clause is called both bladers must turn their backs to each other and then choose in secret and this can only last a maximum of four minutes and then that that's the way it is or if there is a technical issue a longer delay may be counted but this is determined by the judge and the judge should demonstrate reasonable discretionary power so basically judges do not become power hungry we will find you and kill you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> anyway. thing about stalling claws, I'm known on the East Coast for stalling claws because I will use stalling claws on everybody. That's a high-profile match. And I've been known to use the entire four minutes for stalling claws. And I say <laughs> four minutes. I say four minutes is too long for stalling claws. Personally, I'd like to say like a minute, two minutes tops. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I think too. Because in London, we almost always have to get take take out the stalling clause. It's because everybody's just like, okay, what's the other guy getting? Tell me. But yeah, I mean, it's just so annoying. But that's why we have the stalling clause. But we always have to use it. It's really annoying. The last, the other clause that we can use is the reshoot clause. If there's an issue shooting Beyblade that is caused by something technical uh, for example if it slips off the launcher or it's not weakly or it falls apart immediately after shooting happened to me before uh, the blader may call the reshoot clause but it must be called straight after Beyblade is released if you start the battle and it's been like a second and they've started spinning in there and you want to call the reshoot clause you cannot you must call it as soon as it's as soon as it's released because that way, if you know that there's something wrong, then you can call it. Because it's, it's a legit reason. And then at this point, you can examine your shooters, your Beyblade. Um, and you can replace anything as long as it's the same part. 
it must be the same kind of part. So for example, your shooter must be the exactly the same kind of shooter, or your part must be the exactly the same kind of part. You may borrow from other people, you may use your own parts, that kind of thing. And another thing is uh, rubber flat. It must be, uh, also all parts, they must be of the same mold. So if you've got another exactly the same part, but if it's a different mold, not allowed, sorry. And um, also a thing with rubber flat, uh, it must have a similar amount of wear. It's, it's quite easy. And But colours don't matter. That's it. Um, and also the judge can decide whether if they should do a reshoot clause in case of like, for example, some random person steps in or something like that. Anyway, um, let's quickly get on everything else because we don't have much time left actually. Um, uh, modifications. Only a few modifications are actually legal. Legal, as in you're allowed to do it. For example, painting or clear coating parts for aesthetic reasons. So you can colour your baby LED as much as you like, it's allowed. But however, the coating must be light, non-textured and should not affect the baby LED's performance. For example, if you make it really thick, that it kind of reduces the friction on your Beyblade, nope, not allowed. And you are allowed to coat the inside of a launcher with a lubricant. And you're allowed to straighten winders. And you may change the parts between launchers as long as you do not modify the original design. Pretty simple stuff. And as Doc said, I mean, you're allowed to change the color of anything, really. So you can dis easily de deceit, uh, decept, wait, lie to people. I'm just going to say lie to people. <laughs> you can easily lie to people about what you're about to do. Another thing, base stadium condition. Uh, Bade stadiums do wear down over time and cracks on the walls or outside the play area are acceptable as long as they're repaired with tape attached to the underside. However, cracks on the, on the stadium are not allowed. So you cannot use that kind of stadium. Yeah. Uh, bay launchers. Uh, launch has a self-rewinding string, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it can cause it to break and... Here's the rules about it. You may use the bay launcher with a broken handle. So if people, I know quite a few people who have bay launchers with broken handles. You know, they literally just have a tiny bit of plastic attached to the string. You can still use it. I mean, I advise that you get a new one, but yeah, you can still use it. And you may not use a bay launcher, which has a broken prong, you know, the thing that the bay launcher attaches to. I actually broke my Bay Launcher LR back at Anime North 2012, and oh. Kai V actually was the one to fix it, like tied the what was left of the handle to it. And the following day for Beyblade um, Crusade 2, um, Blitz, of all people, Blitz actually let me borrow um, LR Launcher, and I went on to win the tournament with that LR Launcher. <laughs> nice. Nice, see? See, we London people are very lucky. Just saying. Okay, Bay Launcher L can only be used with less spin or dual spin Beyblades. That's easy. There you go. That's all you need to know about that. Universal restrictions. This is not allowed in any case. Light wheels. You know those plastic wheels that you get, Dark? Those plastic light yep. wheels? Yeah, I've got a, I've got one of those. Yeah, they're not allowed. You're only allowed <laughs> to use metal ones. And there's also illegal modifications. These are illegal. 
the addition, application, insertion of any foreign substance that perfects the performance. So, for example, if you add oil to your Beyblade, what on earth are you doing? You're just making it more, you know, uh, you're making a flame hazard. So don't add oil to anything. I mean, yeah. So you can't add in extra plastic and any kind of stuff. And also, you're not allowed to wear down your parts. That is not natural. So, for example, if you sandpaper some of your parts, not cool. That's not allowed. And we can tell. We can tell if you're lying to us. Anyway, um, but you're allowed to wear it down, for example, uh, RF, for example. If you wear it down after regular use, that's all right. Uh, however, even if it's natural wear, if it reduces, if it changes the shape so much, not allowed. So an RF must still be look somewhat like an RF, and a CS must still look like a CS. If the CS rears down so much that it becomes like a like a proper sharp, just with a little bit of rubber at the end, no, not allowed. Um, give me a second. Sorry about that. It's dinner time. Anyway, um, uh, wearing down the parts. So uh, tuning with NSK shield bearings. So these are bearings that you sometimes get in uh, uh, plastic Beyblades. Also in BD, I believe. I think they have NS NSK yeah, shield bearings. Um, and also F230, I think. Either way. Um, There's no screen in F230. Just going on record and saying oh, okay. that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but what you're not allowed to do is get rid of the lubricant using paint thinner to increase the stamina. I mean, you do increase stamina, however, you're not allowed to get rid of that lubricant. It's not good. And you're also not allowed to... Uh, applying stickers onto the Beyblade, which are not allowed, not supposed to be for stickers. So, stickers that do go onto the right spot are allowed. If you don't put them in the right spot, not allowed. And also, do, you're not allowed to modify the launcher or launcher grip in any way that is not allowed, as we said before, in the legal modifications. And that's pretty much all the rules. Other thing about rules is bay points, but we've already talked about bay points in a previous episode. Not that I remember which one. I think it might be been in the previous episode. Episode 5, in the first part of this guide. Anyway, that is all for the rules at the moment. Do you have anything else to add, Doc, that I might have missed out? Um, if any. You, uh, as far as reshoot clause goes, you only get two per tournament. Just make a note of that, everybody. Yeah. And one You're match. not allowed to just spam it. You only get two per tournament. Yeah, I forgot about that. But other than that, I think you covered everything. Yeah, that, I, th yeah I, I pretty much read out the well I didn't read it out I summarized it in a way that people could understand I suppose but yeah that is pretty much all the rules sorted do you have any advice for newbies who would probably go to their tournament and wonder what what the hell am I supposed to be doing do you, do you have any advice for them um make sure you read the rule book forward and backwards before you go to a tournament and have a copy on hand like I keep one on my tablet and just make sure you have everything ready before the tournament. Like, I get all my tournament parts in one little area of my box. I have my Beyblades ready. So when I know who I'm battling, I'm ready to go. And I try not and try not to take as long as I do. Because judges get mad when you take the yeah, entire form. judges do get really part. annoyed when you take your time. But yeah, I would suggest keeping your combos 
in an area. I, I have a bay deck case, which allows three slots for bay, for combos. So I use that quite a lot, but yeah, it is useful to have a, a area for your parts that which you use in tournaments, because that's quite useful. And yes, do read the rules before you go. I mean, there's no point in us telling you what the rules are when you are at a tournament. It's just, I mean, seriously, what is even the point? But yes, if you go to a tournament, please read the rules. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we can really say for now, really. Other than do your best and uh, <laughs> win some battles, I suppose. Uh, unless you're a, an advanced, you know, or veteran Beyblader. On which I say, well, thank you for listening to some stuff <laughs> that you already know. Uh, it hasn't been as intent entertaining as previous episodes. But that's as much as we, me and Dark can do. And since we're already over our time limit, I think that's pretty much all we can do for today. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoy it. Yeah, no, thank you very much for being on the show. I mean, it's a pleasure to have you, mate. Well, I'd love to be back if y'all have me. Oh, we certainly will at some point. Maybe maybe talk about organizing tournaments or zero-G format or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we probably should do an episode on zero-G. I mean, I mean, we might even do an episode when it comes nearer to next year's uh, HMS and plastic. Um remembrance days and then we might do a, a little special before that explaining the rules for those kind of tournaments if you plan to go to one so yeah i think that's all for that's all we have for today this is manic ben and dark mousy and uh yeah that's all from us thank you very much have a good one everybody